good day and welcome to the Better Medesto Show on KFIV 1360 and live on the iHeartRadio app. This is your host, Ulysses Vasquez, and today I'm not joined by any co-hosts, but I do miss and shout out to our awesome hosts, Demetra Snare, Nico Solorio, and Chris Rickey, whom you listeners are so familiar with. But today, although I'm not joined by a host, I am joined by a very special guest who has joined our episode today for the Better Modesto Show. She is the Education Coordinator at East Stanislaus Resource Com- Conservation yes. District. Yes, you got it. Uh, her name is Miriam Jacobs. Or Miriam. Miriam, yeah. Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, and I, I you know one thing I've, I've noticed through our recording is that you're a very patient person. Oh, thank you. It's, it's a gift. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So we and just for transparent for our listeners, we're having some technical difficulties, and uh, yeah, Miriam just is here, just enjoying the the process. So I'm thank just, you very much. Just vibing, just chilling. You're vibing, just chilling. Yeah. And so if you were to vibe and chill, um, by doing a podcast, if one day you decided okay. that's the way you're gonna vibe today, okay, what would be your podcast? You know, I, me and my friend Julie have given this like some thought. Okay. Because she's my best friend and we talk all the time. She lives in Santa Barbara. I'm here, but um, she and I just talk about the most random things. And nowadays, there's podcasts about everything. There is. Like (laughs) anything you could ever think of. So I don't know. Maybe it would be like a pop culture one, kind of, or like. But I don't think people want to listen to that. There, that already exists. So I mean, this is a really cool show that you do, yeah. Um, because it is actually very community based, and that is what you know the organization that I work for strives to do as well. So, but I don't know what my podcast would be. Okay. I don't know. Maybe vibing and chilling, and I would just talk. Wow. I don't know. With your friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would just be like an open conversation of my thoughts. I don't with her. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, know. I feel like that would probably be really insightful. Probably yeah. be maybe humorous a little bit at times. Yeah, honestly, maybe a mental health one. Ooh. Yeah, because I've been listening to a few mental health ones lately, and okay, those are really helpful. That I is think. great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think if you were to share that with us, I think we would love to promote that because I think mental health is an important one, and I think in a way to do it with friends, where I think it's more intimate, it's more conversational. I feel like that. Yeah. Be, that'd be a good listen. Yeah. There, there is this mental health podcast that I listen to, and they have, like, celebrities on there, oh. which you would be like, what? Yeah. But, like, Little Yachty was on there. Like, it's just a whole bunch of, like, random celebrities, but you never see that side of celebrities, so I mm. think it's cool that this girl is doing that. That's great. Yeah. Well, hey, if you ever do that, um, you can bring some celebrities, but I think also, and the part that I think is so cool about our show... And the way that I think connects to your, as we're dreaming about your show, uh, is that it's about people and it's about serving. It's about that everyone has something they're dealing with and struggling with, which Mm -hmm. we talked about in our last episode. Um, But also, you know, there are people who are also trying to serve the needs to Mm -hmm. help people who are in in a tough place. And so, hey, Miriam, that's some wonderful, wonderful potential show there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll I'll give it some more thought, but for sure. Yeah. But in the meantime, there'll be some. You and your friend will continue these 
These we'll are. just pretend we're on a podcast. There we go. Yeah. There we, go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have this setup that you have here, but um, okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, thank you for joining us today, and you're representing a, a wonderful Oregon. I I do want to make space though before we jump into your organization and all the really cool things that you do. I get to know who you are. You know, you're an education coordinator. Yes. Um, yeah, like how did you tell me, take us through your journey a little bit. You mentioned Santa Barbara a little bit. I'd love to hear a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's always weird. Not weird, but it's always, it is kind of weird talking about yourself. Because if I were to ask my friends to like say something about me, they probably could. But then it's when you're posed the question, oh, like tell me about yourself or your past or, you know, yeah. I'm like, what do I say? But I guess I could t- take you through like kind of my journey a little bit. Um, I grew up here in the Central Valley. I grew up in Modesto. Modesto. Yeah, moved nice. to Riverbank. Okay. And then did high school here. And then I graduated and I took the big step of moving to Santa Barbara where I um, attended the University of California, Santa Barbara. Nice. So UCSB, go Gauchos. Oh. Once a Gaucho, always a Gaucho. I always wondered how that was, how do you say that word? Gaucho. Gaucho. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So we, I don't know, I kind of a different approach with my major going into college. I think because all of my, I don't know, my family is very like science oriented okay. and in high school, I was like pretty good at math and science. Like, and I didn't think about doing anything else. So when I came in, I was like, I'm going to get my degree in chemistry. Like I'm gonna get my BS in chemistry. And yeah. I, whoo, all those chem classes and labs and calc <laughs> classes, I just hit me hard the first quarter. And I was like, you know what? Do I even really enjoy this? Like, yeah. do I see myself being in a lab for the foreseeable future? You know? Yeah. And I was like, mm not really so I kind of had like a change in direction and at UCSB the environmental studies program is like one of the best and I remember I took environmental studies one um it's just an entry-level course and I was like this is awesome I love this class and I loved all the people in it some of my friends have actually changed their major to environmental studies too because it was just such a great program um so I did that uh, changed, got a little slip that lets you change your major, s- sent it over to the environmental studies department, and yeah, I changed my major. And when you get a BA in environmental studies at UCSB, you also have to do a minor or okay. like a focus. So I did my minor in educational studies. Hmm. And then 2020 happened. Oh, yes. <laughs> And this was graduation year for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't get to like walk the stage or anything, but everyone was in this sort of like doom and gloom, not just about like the world and climate change, but also about COVID. We were like in the state of like, what's going to happen? How are we going to do, you know, like life? Am I going to have to move back home? None of my friends were like even looking for jobs. Because, like, everything was shut down. Yeah, everything just paused. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? This is a... This is... This might be good for me. Like, I'm just going to go home and chill and figure it out. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> in a time that was so tough mm-hmm. for you to have such a positive outlook, like... Yeah. Wow, way to go. And also, I think I needed a break anyways. I was okay. like, I'm just going to go chill for a sec. Okay. Like, you know? <laughs> and I only chilled for, like, three months. I, I enjoyed my summer and... 
I moved back home. It was nice seeing family again okay. because yeah. I when I was in Santa Barbara, I didn't come home for the summers. Okay. Not just because of the beautiful weather, but because I had to do summer school because I switched oh, my major. You and major yeah, so and yeah, ah, okay. yeah. So um, I I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna like chill for a summer, okay. and it was COVID anyways. Um. So yeah, that's what I decided to do, and then in I think it was in September or October. I want to say I got a position working as a um, registered behavior technician okay. at the Kendall Centers here in downtown Modesto, and okay. that was an awesome opportunity. And we provided um, therapy work, and it, it was it was just awesome. I don't know how much I can say about it because yeah. we do, yeah. But um, it w- it was good, yeah. I I like working with kids, so okay. one of my friends helped me get that job, and that's where I spent for like a year. And then moving forward to the where I am now, it's kind of a funny story. Okay. My mom and I decided one day to go to the farmers market. Okay. My mom, like likes the farmer she loves the farmer's market and i've grown yeah. to love it too because it's such an awesome place it's a beautiful place on saturdays and thursday mornings yes yeah. shout out modesto certified farmer's market there we go wow what <laughs> yeah. a plug thank you yeah <laughs> so we were we stopped at this egg booth and we were talking to um alex who's the owner of hen and harvest farms who is one of our board members actually and she was like hey no, actually, what had happened is my mom was like, oh, like, for some reason she asked, my mom asked her if she was hiring oh. or something. And I was like, for, I don't know for what, or I don't know how it got brought up. And she's like, actually, like, the organization I worked for is hiring, but they were hiring as, like, for a manager. And I was like, honestly, I don't know that I have that experience yet. I'm fresh out of college. I've only worked at this other job, you know, for so long. But I was like, I'll apply anyway. Yeah. So I sent in my resume and I got an interview. Hey. And I didn't get the manager position. Okay. But my executive director was like, given your background, we can put you in for like the education coordinator. Hey. And I was like, sounds good to me. Yeah. Like this is this is great. So yeah, that is where I am. I know I mostly talked about school. Yeah. and work but yeah I've been at this org f- at East End RCD since May of 2021 I believe I think yeah okay <laughs> I'm yeah. like is this adding up yeah 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 <laughs> okay well that's been a while and that's mm-hmm. so cool how a yeah a stop at the farmer's market could be such a cool way to bring you where you are now yeah yeah no and it, it just goes to show like you never know what will happen you just have to be like put yourself out there and have conversations i didn't even put it was my mom okay but i was yeah. like i learned a lot from that i was like yeah. it could just take a simple question like are you guys hiring yeah or like hey like what do you guys do you know yeah. or that is like so could be life-changing so I can yeah and shout out to moms who advocate for for their kiddos yes too. shout out shout out to my mom yeah shout out to Miriam's mom <laughs> yes <laughs> that's awesome well thank you for taking us through your journey and you know from Santa Barbara I mean 
that's so tough that you had to go through that pandemic and navigate that graduation after. But it sounds like you kept a positive outlook and it eventually brought you to the farmer's market. And I just love to see like, yeah, everyone yeah. has their own journey and it's so unique. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and after the break, we'll touch a little bit more about what your org is about and kind of what does it mean to be education coordinator? Because okay. I know that's just one piece of the mm-hmm. bigger picture. So we'll talk about that after the break. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Sounds good. So uh, you've been listening to The Better Modesto Show on KFIV 1360 and live on the iHeartRadio app. This is your host, Ulysses Vasquez, with no co-host today, but with a very special guest, Miriam Jacobs, Education Coordinator at East Stanislaus Resource Conservation District. Yes. Catch you after the break. Welcome back to the Better Minesto Show on KFIV 1360 and live on the iHeartRadio app. This is your host, Ulysses Vasquez, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Miriam Jacobs, Education Coordinator at East Stanislaus Resource Conservation District. Yeah, try to say that 10 times quick. Uh, I'll try during our break. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But but thanks for the challenge. Uh, I, I... heard about this org mm-hmm. um i'm gonna keep practicing it the east Stanislaus resource conservation district yeah. at a climate youth summit uh and it was a kind of a gathering of youth from like 14 to like 24 so you had teens and young adults who were all passionate in one room hearing about like what does conservation what does environmentalist envir- environmentalism what does climate justice mean in our county and in those conversations, I ran into someone from your organization, and I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. This is some cool stuff going on. And again, them being present in that space was just like, whoa, this is cool. Like, yeah. And I'd never heard of the orc. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a common thing we have in our city of Modesto, and our listeners can attest from our different episodes is that, yeah, like there's so many amazing individuals, amazing, amazing organizations that are out there. And so our show is really meant to kind of give a platform for that. Yeah. And so, yeah. No, and I appreciate that so much because there, even though I grew up here, it is crazy to see, like, there are so many things that people don't know about. Yeah. That even I still don't know about. Super. So it's, it's nice that you have this, like, platform that people can come on and talk about things. Definitely. Because this is how it gets out there. Yeah. 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 And so we'll, we'll kind of take it through what you do, since you're okay. like most familiar as an education coordinator. Um, tell us, maybe first in general, what you do and how does that connect to the bigger picture yeah. of, of the East Santa Salas Resource yeah. Conservation District? I guess you could also say ESRCD. That's how we, okay. if that's our little acronym. So if it's easier to say that, <laughs> it might save a couple of minutes on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, ESRCD is what, or ESTAN RCD. ESTAN um, RCD. Yeah, is okay. what we kind of, how we shorten it, or ESRCD. But yeah, okay. so my official title is the education coordinator. Um, to be honest, that means a lot of things. Like it's something, it means something different even like at a high school or like if, mm. if you're like at a public school or like 
nonprofit organizations have sometimes have like an education coordinator. But mostly what I do is I coordinate um, cooking classes and educational opportunities, sometimes workshops um, for for like students or mm-hmm. for the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, the cooking classes are for just students. I think in the past we have done them for adults as well. And, and this program's called Junior Chefs? Junior Chef. Chef. Yeah. Yes. Junior Chef. Okay. And um, it started with, we can also go into how it started, but um, I'll kind of keep talking about the education, what I do. Yeah. So I don't know if you work for it. Do you, have you ever worked for it? Nonprofit. I have. I oh, have worked for nonprofits cool. at different capacities. Yeah. yeah. I currently at sub as well. So. Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh, I am a. I am a sub as well. What? Yes. However, I have never accepted a job yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I am. Yes, I have not done it yet. Okay. But it's a good I'm, time. I'm supposed to. It's yeah. a good time. And okay, so as you know, in. At a nonprofit, you wear many hats. You do. Yes. This is true. And it's because we are just such a, like, tight-knit family, kind of. It feels like we're just a family because there's only, like, ten of us. Mm. And so whenever someone needs help with something, you know, we go help them out. So that's why I say, like, education coordinator, like, loosely because it's like, Okay. okay. But sometimes, you know, someone might need help making a flyer or, like, someone might need help, I don't know just with like random things like planting the garden bed yeah. at our soil center which is something we could also talk definitely, about definitely. <laughs> um, yeah I, I really yeah. East Stan RCD mm-hmm. is as I was looking on the website is a very like multi-disciplinary they're targeting a lot of different aspects of conservation and environmentalism yeah. so yeah I mean yeah. so thank you for touching on your part yes. and again Looking forward to hear expanding on the other ones. Yeah. yeah, we've been we've been told that we need to like just focus on one thing, but as you know, like climate resiliency and education isn't. It's about multiple sectors and definitely just learning about everything. So it all ties in together. <laughs> yeah, it does. And so, so thanks for sharing a little bit about that piece. And again, nonprofit work can be very like big picture mm-hmm. and it also can address a lot of different pieces and I think to your point because it's an urgent issue climate justice and climate resilience mm-hmm. and so I mean sometimes you need an org who is touching and promoting and moving the conversation forward yeah. so yeah you're sounds like you're doing some really wonderful work there um, in not only education but also in all the different ads thank you yeah I, I couldn't do it without all my coworkers are like the greatest people ever. Like That's awesome. they are, yeah. Okay. So shout out the RCD team. That's awesome. Um, I keep shouting people out. With That's this. great. Is the that show okay? is all about using that platform. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you keep shouting out. Okay. You do. You're doing thing. Doing great. So I think that I'd love to hear more about Junior Chef Program. So tell okay. us how that started. Yeah. So yeah. it started. So do, can I sign up? Can I get a class? You could come watch, probably. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've honestly, since doing this program, um, I've learned so much about cooking. Wow. Like, I, because we have um, our chefs, or professional chefs that come out and teach, and that that's Chef Mark and Chef Emily. Shout out to them as well. They have taught me so much. 
Um, but going back to your question of how it started. Actually, let's take it one, just one step there. What okay. is something that you think is really practical that you've learned through like, through your, like this is a great skill. N- knife skills. Knife skills. Yeah. Like a chiffonade cut. I never did that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but these kids do know what it means wow. now. Like, okay. it's crazy. It's like these kids are learning things that otherwise they probably what maybe they would learn it in the future but um yeah yeah it it's such an awesome thing but yeah i've learned really cool knife skills and chiffonade cuts making those basil ribbons (laughs) 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 yeah okay so then how did this program get started because wow teaching knife skills to kids Mm -hmm. in a context of having professional chefs you know where did this idea even come from it started in I believe the idea was brought about in 2015 um but it didn't get executed until 2016 and it started in collaboration with the Modesto Certified Farmers Market so they got a grant um with us I believe we were like partnered together um to do the junior chef classes at the farmers market and so it became this program where um parents would you know come to the market with their kids it was a saturday thing the kids would go shopping Mm. like at the market it was really cute they would bring it back and cook it like a tent a tent was there and they would cook under the tent with like a chef wow yeah and then it also i think at one point was like a cooking competition wow yeah this was before i was on so i never got to see it like this but i'm always like kind of bummed that like it's not at that like level anymore but we've taken a different direction with it and i think with this direction that we've taken we are able to bring it to kids that otherwise probably would never have the opportunity so it is a different direction because we now really only do it in after school programs um around the county but yeah it's taken like a little different direction but we're happy with how it's going what a an opportunity, I think, in a, in a time when people are, I think, the youngest generation, I think, are Gen, Gen A? Gen, Gen A. Is it Gen A? I don't know. It's not Gen Z, is it? I forgot. I okay. think I'm technically, am I Gen Z? I'm not sure. I don't know. No, it's Alpha. There is Alpha. So oh, there is? Yeah, it is okay. Alpha. So the Alphas, which are the kiddos who are in class, yeah. um, who, you know, I get to see in my work, mm-hmm. um, studies show that the highest amount they projected those kids will eat out more than we do and we already eat out more than the previous generations yes yeah. and so you know i think our culture is changing from a, a time where you know people used to go and just kind of have share foods that they cook together to you know let's grub hub or Uber Eats food over, which yeah. I, you know I did in my college days as well. Yeah, and so oh, no, same. <laughs> yeah, you know. So there's definitely there was some, you know, my sharp my skills of of knife skills were not as sharpened. Yes, but um, I think that's really cool that mm-hmm. in our county there's kids who have that opportunity to learn by professional chefs mm-hmm. how to do some of those fancy knife skills that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, this program means a lot to me because my family i grew up like with the restaurant not me personally but Mm -hmm. we used to have a restaurant here and my grandpa and grandma had been chefs like you know their whole lives so they had multiple restaurants here so it is fun to like it's fun to be able to like 
like share some of the knowledge that I had from my grandpa and you know grandma and my my mom obviously loves cooking as well yeah and I think it is such a cultural thing but going back to your point of how more kids eat out like it is so true and it's so I don't want to say like I still eat out sometimes just given our busy lifestyle and like there's some times where I'm like I literally have no time like I need to stop somewhere yeah but that's I don't know it's mind-boggling to think that like people like this new generation eats out more yeah so I guess this program is just so necessary especially in places where there's like food deserts definitely um and tell, tell only, us a little for our listeners what you mean by food deserts okay so based on my little definition um i guess it's just places where there isn't access to there isn't like it's not more so that there isn't many grocery stores in that area yeah but even just access to like healthier foods or like um i don't know like there's more there's more like in and outs and mcdonald's and stuff than there are like Definitely. supermarkets and stuff like yeah. that yeah they, and they, yeah yeah and i didn't realize how it was in the, how it is in the central valley like you can like drive somewhere and be like the closest store is like the dollar general or yeah. like And there's, like, a Carl's Jr. across the street, like, from the high school or something like that. So, it's, like, where are the kids going to go? Yeah. Their parents are working. Um, They're going to go to Carl's Jr. after school to get something. Yeah. So That's a great point. I hope I answered the food desert thing. I I guess I could have looked it up and maybe given a better definition. So, I mean, to to give a practical example for our Mm -hmm. listeners, and I think you nailed it, to your point, you're saying that there's more like fast food restaurants in our grocery store. So when my family moved uh, to South Side, to West Side Modesto, they lived uh, close to Modesto High School. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you go down that road, which I believe ends up becoming paradise, uh, if you walk from Modesto High School toward the grocery stores, you will hit Jack in the Box, Subway, and Little Caesars before you get to the grocery, the grocery store, store across the street. Yeah. Which is right next to it, to the left in that same lot, is also McDonald's. So there's a lot of um, instant gratification of, you know, you're a high school student and, you know, you're like, I have a couple bucks, so I'm going to go and get mm-hmm. something inexpensive rather than getting, you know, maybe some produce and things like that and cutting it up because obviously you're busy lives, but definitely in a time um, where there is so much you know, different kind of rise of different kind of diseases that are, you know, possibly food related because of things that we put in our bodies. Um, It's unfortunate that sometimes you see such high amount of fast food restaurants compared to like, you know, just a Rayleigh's or a a Trader Joe's or a Sprouts or things like that that are affordable for Mm -hmm. people. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I guess also a lot of people in wealthier areas mm-hmm. tend to even have better areas where they can even garden and maybe grow their own food. Whoa. So like, for example, I don't know, just comparing like, let's say like near the Enox area, they have 
safe areas yeah. where like their backyards and front yards are safe versus I don't know we're just going back yeah. to like yeah different area yeah. of Modesto that's not where as it's resourced. like yeah. not as resource it's like do they feel safe gardening mm. and it's like that's also a barrier Definitely. like they can't they don't feel as if they can grow their own food or plants or you know stuff for enjoyment and that's why I think we've been seeing more community gardens pop up mm. and that is also shout out community gardens hey, shout out community. <laughs> yeah this this t- the podcast title is just going to be like shout outs shout outs yeah shout outs for Miriam shout outs for Miriam yeah <laughs> honestly so um before we go to our our next segment mm-hmm. I just want to give you a space so a space to share you know how does this junior chef connect to conservation as a whole like why is that even a part yeah of yeah so um we do try to source locally from farmers um we actually did do it at the modesto certified farmers market um this past it's august right we did it in july july yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i'm like this all my months are like passing me by in, in the summer but we um, sourced everything from the farmer's market. So we're like supporting local farmers and we're also teaching kids the importance of supporting local, um, whether that's from the farmer's market or mm-hmm. just being intentional with what yeah. kind of produce you're buying, seasonality of produce, um, kind of what it means to be local. I know there's like a few definitions of like, oh, local means like it's grown here in the valley, but it's like, it could be like, just I don't know some people say locals like 300 miles away and it's like that I mean it's better than getting it from across the globe but like you know because a lot of stuff is shipped and so there is many benefits to like local eating obviously in terms of even like climate change because yeah you're not shipping you're eating seasonal stuff you're not having stuff shipped yeah um you're not putting stress on yeah, on other like farms or agriculture and other areas yeah. that could be supporting their communities. Their areas, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And so, um, yeah, I think we also have been teaching kids the importance of like composting. That's amazing. Um, we yeah. have piloted like we had four field trips this past year at to our soil center, which is in Ceres, California. Um, it's our new office location, and we kind of had we have garden beds there. And so we've been teaching kids, um, like com- just like educational stuff about composting. So like when they're cooking, we're like, oh, throw your like onion peels in the compost bucket, and then we take that, measure it, and we put it in our compost pile. So we're like diverting mm. from the landfill. And I know it's like on a really small scale, but if we teach these kids to do it, yeah, like on small little scales, they're going home and telling their parents about it. And they're like, we should compost. And you never realize how big of a difference you can make. That's wonderful. Yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. That's that's so huge. And yeah, it really does start small. And mm-hmm. I think um, if our city wants to be a better example of what that looks like for conservation and being climate resilient, I mean, it's going to start with the future generation. So yeah. thanks for doing that work. Yeah. Shout out to all the work that is and all the people who are putting in that work and participating in this program Mm -hmm. so big shout out to that shout out to them shout out they're the best they're the best (laughs) (laughs) so uh we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the other branches um uh, after the break 
You've been listening to The Better Modesto Show on KFIV 1360 and live on the iHeartRadio app. This is your host, Tulisa Vasquez, with my very special guest, Miriam Jacobs, who's the Education Coordinator at East Stand RCD. We'll hear more after the break. Good day and welcome to the Better Modesto Show on KFIV 1360 and live on the iHeartRadio app. This is your host, Ulysses Vasquez, and I'm joined with our very special guest, uh, insightful guest, Miriam Jacobs, Education Coordinator at East Stand RCD. And I mean, it's been a wonderful conversation. I just appreciated your openness and, you, you know, I could really tell the passion Aww. behind what you do. And Thank so, you. yeah, I, I appreciate that you're here in our city. And we talk about this in the show. People don't often come back. And so you went, came back. And so, you know, you're doing good work here. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so um, I just wanted to touch on here in our last segment about um, the gleanings program. Any other programs you want to mention? East um, East. Stan RCD mm-hmm. has a lot of different programs. So you yes. want to share some ones that you want to just highlight for us and yeah. our listeners? Yeah. So um, how it works with the RCD is um, specifically ours is we're kind of broken up into different teams within the RCD. So we have the community programs team, which the junior chef program and like farm to pantry falls under. Uh, we are currently planning like an urban ag grant um, or we have a planning grant for like an urban ag program. And so we've been working on that, but that's coming to a close. And we've we've learned so many cool things that might be beneficial for the community. But we also have our ag programs team and what they do is um, they do like irrigation evaluations for farmers, soil health, um, a bunch of stuff. Uh, workshops for farmers and then we also have a um we have a new sector i think it's climate (sighs) jeff's gonna get mad at me for this shout out jeff he is our like climate person at the rcd but he he won't get mad at me but yeah yeah he won't get mad (laughs) but he is in charge of all like the climate and restoration stuff um that we're doing and also we do have some programs that are dedicated to monarch butterfly health. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm missing so many things, but you know, your organization has so many cool things. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Shout out to Trina. She's our executive director. She makes all of this happen and she's awesome. So just wanted to give a shout out to her as well. But, Let's see. So uh, one one program that I think was I think our listeners would be excited to hear about mm-hmm. is a way to, for them to participate oh, okay. in this in this kind of movement. Yeah. And so um, tell us more about the gleanings program and uh, how people can maybe get involved. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we didn't start gleaning in Stanislaus County. It was okay. more so the food initiative of Greater Stanislaus. Um, and Naomi over there, she kind of started that gleaning in Stanislaus County, but uh, she was saying that there's there's such a big need, but not enough people to help mm. and volunteers and stuff like that. So we have kind of been coordinating a few gleanings yeah. in which we go out to 
even like a home, like someone with like one fruit tree, yeah. you know, cause you don't realize that one fruit tree can give you like 200 pounds of oranges 200 or something. 200 pounds of oranges. Yeah. And then that That's gets donated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many, <laughs> so much orange juice. Um, but that gets donated to like a pantry and it, otherwise it would have been wasted or dropping on the floor, especially, um, we've been getting a lot of homeowners here who literally just are elderly and can't reach up to the top of the tree. And obviously we're like, please don't do that. Like we don't want anyone injuring themselves, but we then come in, provide that assistance, get everything. And then they want it donated to like a pantry. So usually we'll go back to figs or like good Samaritans and Turlock and, and donate that, that fruit. But if you want to get involved, I would say, we do have a volunteer process, um, and we have like a Google form where you sign up. I can um, share all of this at the end, Definitely. especially like with our Instagram, because that's usually how most people reach us okay. or through email. Yeah. But yeah, the gleaning stuff is coming to an end on our end okay. at the end of September because our funding through HSA is ending because they had a grant. Got it. But yeah, no, it's, we've been learning so much and we're actually making a toolkit. This is like the sustainability part is like, we're making a gleaning toolkit for organizations, um, that want to maybe glean, or we're going to send it out to the pantries. So maybe like if they read this handbook, they'll get more familiarized on the process, like what it takes to do a gleaning, what you need, um, kind of like best practices and stuff like that. So people can be more, kind of self-sufficient in that way especially pantries or if like boy scouts wants to go do something or like i don't know there's so many different Different, volunteer groups that are in the area who'd be like hey yeah i want a project to do some team building and also help our community and you're Mm -hmm. like hey yeah why not do a little gleaning and it's i love it because it's gives an opportunity especially that toolkit to not just kind of have this information to yourself but to share so other people can be empowered to really like help feed the families of our community with locally grown produce. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, fresh fruit is an amazing gift. And so why not share it with, with people in need? Yes, I know. And it's, it's sad because so many people that we've talked to, there's such, there's a big need in like just getting to someone's tree and picking it before it falls on the floor. Cause mm-hmm. I'm sure as you know, even like driving through, the county you're like oh no all those peaches or not even peaches i don't know or like are on the floor and yeah, it's like that yeah. could have been food that someone could have ate yeah nutritious yeah food nutritious food too. yeah because yeah. that's another thing is sometimes the food pantries get like a lot of like yeah um shelf stable food like bread and cereals but really it's just that they yeah. need more of an increase of like Definitely. produce and vegetables you know, fruits that is and so true. And I mean, from a person just briefly, like who family has gone to those food pantries, like I know what's in those boxes Yeah. and yeah. I know that it's not fruits and fresh fruit and vegetables. So that's mm-hmm. when I, when I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, what a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I love that York is moving that and even passing that baton on to other organizations. Yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to do because, um, a lot of the time gleaning is very volunteer run um so it just takes someone passionate to want to do that in the county um so we're trying to give them the resources and tools to be able to do it yeah so so um as we're kind of closing up i also want to give space to you know exciting projects that are coming up for your org 
um, or just things that you're maybe other programs that you guys want to shout out and to our listeners that can get involved or, or hear more about? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things is Junior Chefs continuing, which nice. is always great. Um, we also do have, we got funding from another source for another exciting program and this is geared towards like high schoolers that's great so everyone stay tuned for that okay yeah okay um it's 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 a good cliffhanger there so exactly yeah yeah yeah. if you want to know reach out reach out or follow us on instagram there we go Um, (laughs) but another thing also that my coworker chris works on is they are i'm just going to read off the flyer it's through cures it's um distribution uniformity evaluation of your drip or micro sprinkler systems and this is for farmers or if you have um an orchard or like a vineyard or anything like that so if your irrigation system needs a tune-up if you're a farmer uh contact chris and his email is chris.yohannan so it's chris.yohannan at eastanrcd.org and you can get a free evaluation so that's a really cool thing and yeah we offer technical assistance to farmers and got to plug that as well Um, especially in our super farmer heavy agriculture heavy central valley exactly i know we didn't get to touch like a lot about that um but i'm glad we did get to talk about the community stuff yeah yeah everything is all tied in though everything's important so it is yeah yeah and um yeah if you want to follow us this is where we post most of our news and like cool programs coming up or opportunities follow us on instagram it's at east stanislaus rcd i believe that it is it or if you just look up east stanislaus resource conservation district okay um we also have a website as well as so, well yeah. yeah and there's also a newsletter that you can sign oh, up yeah there's to a keep newsletter up to date with mm-hmm. all the exciting events and things that they got going on yeah and i i wouldn't be here today without my coworkers. so i just want to give them all a shout out as well so you guys are awesome you rock and thank you for always uplifting me um because they kind of they're like go on the podcast and i was like okay that's great you know so they're all awesome that's and sweet. i think yeah, yeah great people that's wonderful well thank you miriam I yeah mean, thank for, you yeah I'm, I'm grateful for sharing the space with you as we're kind of wrapping up mm-hmm. um i wanted to ask you know you have a lot of experience in environmental science you have seen now probably from in a different perspective what environmental science looks like for our area um as you look five years into the future mm-hmm. you know what do you hope for our city for our county um when it comes to environment what do you hope to see like that there would be such a great thing for our city to have um just more education and even just like because I know in high schools there's environmental science programs or, you mm. know, classes, but more so just giving kids more opportunities to do things like cooking. Because it's, I don't know, because you don't think that that's a big environmental thing, but giving them that autonomy and, mm. like, education to do what they need to do for the future and just teaching them young is, is great. And it gives them valuable life skills so i don't know just empowering youth i think um giving kids opportunity to you know be whatever they want to be yeah and like live 
life to the fullest, live their dreams. I don't know. (laughs) And and especially in the, I mean, I love your answer Mm -hmm. because again, it starts with the youth and you give them, you're providing them the tools and the education to, Mm -hmm. to really feel empowered that they can make a difference in that community. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, being an environmental studies major it's always doom and gloom yes you're always hearing about like negative things yes never positive so we don't want to like keep um putting like negativity into like the kids minds and like the next generation it's like no how do we uplift each other and be positive and just be optimistic about the future yeah you know because i i don't know sometimes i'm like oh man like this is happening or that's happening but there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, Miriam, I I think in talking with you and also hearing about the different ways that uh, Eastan RCD is is making a difference in so many different spaces in our county. There's more. This podcast could go for another episode. I think I hope what our listeners can take away from the our conversation is that there's hope when it comes to climate climate resilience. Mm-hmm. and climate justice in our area. And I think the work that you're doing with education, with the kiddos and junior chef, I think is a small hope to instilling that hope yeah. into those kids. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm super excited and really grateful that we got to share the space together. Mm-hmm. And I hope that our listeners can be encouraged mm-hmm. and check out East End RCD and see how they yeah. can get involved, how they can be educated, because that's what it sounds like you guys are leading the way in our community yeah so thanks thank you and shout out to all the junior chef kiddos they probably won't be listening to this podcast but they rock and i have so many funny stories from them and shout out to you as well thank you for having me yeah of (laughs) course it's been a pleasure so you've been listening to the better modesto show on kfiv 1360 and live on the iHeartRadio app you can always always listen to us uh, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast uh, also, you can follow us on social media at Better Modesto Show or email us at, at BetterModestoShow at gmail.com. Uh, it's been a great episode today with Miriam Jacobs, Education Coordinator at East Stan RCD or East Stanislaus Resource Conservation District. Yeah. And peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening. Yeah.